Hey guys, welcome back to the Athlete Stories podcast. On today's episode, we have Emma McQuaid. But before we get into the episode, we got to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Our first sponsor is X Endurance Sports Supplements. X Endurance is approved by Informed Sport for professional athletes. So if you are a professional athlete, you can be comfortable taking their products. Uh, like I was talking about yesterday, one of my favorite products is their essential uh, supplement, which has increased my personal aerobic capacity significantly. So I'd check them out. Really love their products. There's a discount code in the uh, notes of the show. And this show is also brought to you by Wadproof app. And for the past couple of years, I've used Wadproof app to record my workouts, to time my workouts, to watch my form. Other people, as you can tell, like Terry Helgadotter and Noah Olson use it. But they just came out with something called Wadproof Bionic, which tracks and analyzes your movement in real time with the goal of providing unique mobility plans for each user. It's really cool. So check them out at the in our show notes as well. And I think there's a discount too. So, but back to the show. Hey, Emma, how are you? Good, thank you. Hey, thanks for being on. Um, great job this past weekend. Thank you. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, so for the audience, obviously they probably know this, but uh, Emma, you're the fittest woman in Ireland. You're also a CrossFit Games athlete, and you're recently the first place winner at Wadapalooza. Um, yeah. What did you do to celebrate? Um, a few of us, my husband, my friends, uh, we all went out just and got a burger. It was over so late, so there was there was nothing really you could have done at like twelve o'clock at night. So yeah, we just got a burger. I went home early. The rest of the guys celebrated on until about eight in the morning. So yeah, I was gonna say it's Miami. There's there's plenty to do at midnight, but yeah. um, if if you want to, you could have gone and and uh watched Rick Ross at eleven like everybody else. And yeah, that's where that's where they all ended up. I went home. I was not yeah. for. No, I didn't need it. We were we were traveling home on the Monday, and I didn't want to, a hangover or anything. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Even I mean, see, I didn't I didn't compete, but we um we were at the event all week, and it was a lot of work on our end. But that night, I remember we got in the car to leave, and I'm I'm just thinking in my head like I really just want to grab some pizza and go back to the Airbnb. Um, yeah. But I didn't want to be the lame person to say that, and so you know the two people I was with were like, hey. Do you guys want to like just chill tonight? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like absolutely. Um, so that that worked out for me as well. But uh, um, I want to uh, we'll we'll come back to Waterpalooza. Obviously, we'll we'll get to talk a lot about that. But I want to talk more about about you for a moment and and who Emma McQuaid is outside of CrossFit and leading up to CrossFit. So, um, if if you were to give your life story in like two to three minutes. What would that sound like? What would that story be like? Um, probably quad racer turned crossfitter kind of thing. Um, yeah, just done quad racing from I was like six years old until I was twenty four, and then transitioned from quad racing to cro crossfit, and I've been doing crossfit ever since. That's awesome. How did you get into quad racing at six? Is that popular in um, Ireland? No, it's not that it's big in Ireland. I think like I got an electric cord from Santa when I was two. That's and awesome. um I think like my dad realized I was a lunatic um straight away because I was always on my electric quad and then he finally got me a quad with an engine and you can only legally race when you're six years old. So we were just waiting until the day I was six until I could actually race. And yeah, I just raced it the whole way through. Uh, from six until 24 and then 
fun CrossFit and just fell in love with it. That's awesome. And you say quad racing, is that a four wheeler? Like, yeah, four wheeler. So it's like motocross, but only like four wheels. That's awesome. While we're talking, can you pull up a, um, maybe like a, a, a quad racing clip or something like that from YouTube? Um, but, uh, kind of reversing back to, to our, what we were talking about a minute ago, I just had a thought. I've got three friends from Ireland, um, and they're all big whiskey drinkers. Oh, they're all, they're all big whiskey drinkers. Is it, is that pretty much normal or is that like, are they just a, a cliche, like a walking cliche or what? Uh, um, well, like all the, all the Irish guys were drinking whiskey on Sunday night. So it must okay. be. I don't drink whiskey, but like my husband and stuff does. So yeah, whiskey. What do you drink? What do you drink or do you not drink? Um, I would very mildly drink. When I drink, usually I drink that hard. I don't want to drink for another year. Um, I drink like just gin or like a cider. Okay. All right. Here's quad racing. Um, that's sick. And how long is typically like a quad race? You know, is it like quarter mile? Is it like a five mile? No, it's like 20 minutes plus two laps. Okay. And you're just, how long are the, how long are the laps? So like usually a lap is around like, like a minute 30 to like a minute 45. So you're probably doing anything like from like 12 to 14, 15 laps. It doesn't sound like a a lot, but like the only way you can describe it is if anyone's ever done a true 20 minute walk test, that's how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's aggressive. Like my heart rate's usually like in a race would be like average one seven, one seven five, maximum like one eighty, one ninety. Wow. And yeah, you that's... do three three of those in a day. Holy crap. And that's um what makes you a good quad racer? Like is it just is it mind game like knowing when to pull the throttle, when to break, when to t- like what makes you good at it? Um, yeah, like it's, you have to be like, it's the same as like a Formula One driver. So you can have like Lewis Hamilton's one of the best in the world. So like it's accuracy, it's everything, you know, you have to, you have to be able to read the race as well. Um, if you can't, if you can't read the race, you're, you're going to be left behind. So probably the only way to describe it is the same as Formula One. Like if you just need to be obviously fit enough, strong enough, um, you need to be like smart as well, and you also also have to be able to have the skill. Um, it's it's down to skill as well. That's cool. I think you know that's an interesting sport to come from. We've got a lot of CrossFit athletes that come from swimming or gymnastics, um, and you come from quad racing. Did you yeah. play other other sports um, growing um, up? As a kid, like I would have done like uh, cross country and stuff, and then netball. And then I played a little bit of Gaelic football as well, and like when I was like fourteen to about sixteen, um. But that was that was it. Really, I didn't do really anything else because quad racing right. just took up all my time. What is napple? Is that how you say it? netball? Netball. Netball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, what What is that? Oh, is that... So like basketball, but you're not allowed to. Once you have the ball, you're not allowed to move. Oh wow. Yeah, That's... so like if you catch the ball, you have to you have to stand still, and then you have to pass it on. So you're only running when the ball's in transit. That's crazy, Alex. Try to pull something. Okay, great ad. Are we pulling up netball? Sick. So I say it's pretty big. Like it's in like Commonwealth Games and stuff like that. It's so interesting how many other sports there are outside of 
the United States, you know, just from being a, a person that's lived here my whole life. Like, yeah, it's obviously not something that we we play here. Or and if it is, I wouldn't know about it. Yeah. Um, so it's like the same, like it's quite aggressive whenever the ball's moving. But then as soon as the ball is caught, then you have to like go from that position. And then you said you played um, a type of football. Gaelic football. So again, it's like it's it's like an Irish. It's like American football, but you're allowed to um, you're allowed to pass it with your hands. So it's like okay. kind of like hybrid. Is that like rugby? Um, it's kind of like rugby, but different as well than rugby. <laughs> okay. So like um, Gaelic football is not meant to be like contact sport, but like, it. it is contact. Yeah. And then you did play rugby, right? I think I read something about it. Yeah. You had a, like, <laughs> I played a one rugby match and I ruptured my ACL. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> maybe not the sport for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was like, I think I was like an arm, half an arm's width away from score my first try. And I got taken down from my neck. So it was like an illegal tackle. And yeah, I ruptured my ACL. So that was me. One match done. Wow. Did you, um, again, like the, the three Irish dudes I know they're, they're whiskey drinkers and they're physical dudes, right? Like, like fighting is a norm, uh, in Ireland. Is that, is that really how it is? Like even for, for girls or is that again, just like, are they just from like a bad part of town or something like that? Um, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Ireland, like whenever people get drunk, like it's, yeah, probably will be a lot more aggressive than most other nations like but i wouldn't like to class myself in that bracket <laughs> <laughs> were, were you um of course you know you're did you fight have you been in a fight before <laughs> possibly <laughs> <laughs> um not, not sober though <laughs> but yeah that's probably exactly what everyone's talking about drunk and fighting but uh, definitely not when I was in my twenties. <laughs> Got it. So pre twenties. Pre twenties. Uh, I think everyone goes through that stage in their life where they're a wee bit of a hooligan. So sure. Uh, <laughs> Thanks yeah, for regretting that. I can relate. Did you win? <laughs> well. I don't know. I got I got taken out by the bounce of that quick, so I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> got it. Um, that's great. I'd love to. I'd love to learn more about that story. But, but, Maybe not uh, when we're on live. Yeah, we'll we'll move on. Um, so, uh, where where are you living now? Um, so I live in Northern Ireland. Um, so I'm like 20 minutes from Belfast, and I live like 90 minutes from Dublin. Got it. Okay, cool. Have you ever done the literary bar crawl? You know what that is? No. No? Okay. Well, I'm a book nerd. And, um, you know, in, correct me if I'm wrong, but like there's a handful of really known, really well-known writers that are from your area, like Dublin, Belfast. Uh, and I, I could be totally wrong, but like um, there's like pubs that some really well-known writers are from. And so like there's a literary bar crawl. Okay. I, th I think in Dublin where you like go to these pubs and you can like have a beer where uh, – c.s lewis used to drink with okay no i haven't done any of that well if i come out there you're joining me on a literary pub crawl um, <laughs> have you uh do you do you read, do you like um, read? i was probably more of a like audiobooks than reading okay 
What's the I last audio I usually just like put like an audio book on in the morning when I'm like stretching, doing like my movement stuff, and just being some just more productive. What um? What's the last audio book, or what are you listening to now, if anything? Um, I was listening to oh, what's it called? So my uh, my phone. I don't want to click out. Um, what is it? It was the my something mindful athlete. Okay. I was listening to it and it was really, really good. So I've actually passed it on to a few like my clients as well. Um, it was really, really good uh, audiobook. It was just saying just about just like where the athlete's mind goes to, like before competitions, during competitions, and like what like the process is like leading in and it just it relates really well to like your own thoughts and stuff. So it was really, really good. Yeah, sounds good. I'll have to check it out when we get off. Um if you were to describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Um, messer, motivated, and happy, probably. That's great. You're uh, do you what kind of music do you like to listen to? Um, I kind of like just listen to like a wee bit of everything. Um, I'm like linked into. Uh, Sam Briggs's um, Spotify. So uh, it's usually whatever she's listening to. I have I'm like five hours before her, so whatever she's listening to the night before, I just press play. <laughs> so I'm I'm easy. So her Spotify playlist is is in my <laughs> logged on to my gym. So it's usually whatever she's listening to at the time. I just press play the next morning. Is it like rap? Is it is it country? I mean, what does Sam Briggs listen to? Is it uh... kind of like more probably like like kind of like dance or techno kind of okay a wee bit more like heavy but i kind of like a wee bit of everything usually in the mornings um so there's like one on spotify it's like coffee and chill um just a, a, like a playlist and i've been listening to that and then there's another good one on spotify i quite like it's a uh, par r um and it's really good as well so it's just got like a mixture of like the hits and like dance and just kind of everything what's your favorite band do you have a favorite band um no not really or artists or anything like that no i'm like yeah i'm not really like massively into music i just listen and it's just nice in the background yeah what about uh coffee do you are you a coffee person um yeah we would drink like we would drink we had quite a lot of coffee to be fair in miami um where we were staying the coffee downstairs in the guild was amazing um so we had quite a lot of coffee over there um, but at home, like, usually I would just drink, like, a tin of rain or something because um, you usually have to go into, like, the cities to get nice coffees. What, a tin of, a tin of rain? Can you... Rain? Like, the rain energy drink? Oh, okay. I've never... Oh, rain. Oh, rain. I'm sorry. Got it. Yeah, I saw you. I think you, you posted something about them. Do you uh, do you promote them or you just like it? Um. So, I do like it and, like, and they do sponsor me as well, which is usually Heck helpful. Yeah. No, I, I like I like rain as well. Um, I'm a I am a coffee person though, but sometimes usually it'll be like in the afternoon where I need like that second round. Yeah. Where I'm like, you know, I want something like flavorful, you know. So I'll yeah. go and grab like either a rain or or some type of energy drink. Um, but normally I'm like a straight espresso kind of guy. Yeah. Um, you mentioned clients earlier. Do you still uh do you still train and coach? Uh, yeah, so I have I I still personal train like not a lot, but I have like two two groups um that I've personal trained. Um, some of them I've been training for nearly twelve years, so I've never 
stop them sessions um because they were with me way before i even knew crossfit existed so i've always pt'd them they're like all my motocross got um guys so the people i used to race with and stuff so i still train them on like a monday and a wednesday um so whenever i'm away they they still train the monday and wednesday at the same time and like they've been training me that long i just send them the workout on whatsapp and they just all get together and do it so um, it doesn't feel like work um it's just more like a group of lads come around to my house and like training for an hour so it is it doesn't seem like work to be honest and so i have them twice a week and then i do online coaching as well cool and what's a typical day look like for you like a um like a tuesday what's tuesday Uh, so tuesdays is usually every day starts the same uh movement session um, my Tuesday is actually like my long cardio session. So that's usually like anything from 60 to 90 minutes, like zone two heart rate, just put the heart rate monitor on, keep the heart rate like 150 to 160 heart rate. Um, just sweat basically. And it'll just alternate between bike, ski, row, run, whatever my coach really programs. And then usually it's my gymnastics day as well. So it could give like the trend there for the last month was, uh, ring muscle ups or bar muscle ups alternating weeks handstand walks handstand push-ups weighted GHDs, um was kind of like what we were working on in that like push pull phase um on a tuesday and then it would have probably finished with maybe like single leg strength or like movement kind of work so tuesday would be like my like down day as such so it's usually a big monday easier tuesday big wednesday easy thursday big friday big saturday rest Sunday. Nice. And who's your coach? Uh, James Jersey. So he's from uh, Manchester. Okay. Does he coach uh, you exclusively or does he coach a a handful of people or anybody else? He coaches uh, Sam Briggs. Right. Okay. Um, And do you, what was I going to say? I don't know what I was going to say after that. Um, You're uh, married, right? Yes, we just got married. Uh, just <laughs> my dog is <laughs> Ellie. Um, I got married there just before Christmas. That's awesome! Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, so, are you going to keep McQuaid, or is that just for formalities because of CrossFit and we we know you as McQuaid? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm officially like legally. I'm Emma Ray and I. Um, but I'm just going to be like Emma McQuaid for, for CrossFit. Got it. Um, how did you guys meet? Uh, so we met through quad racing. Um, so we've been together now 13 years. Um, so we both raced quads together uh, way before we started dating. Um, we probably raced quads together from when we were like 16. Um, and then we started dating. No, we would have been younger than that. Probably would have been like 13, 12 or 13. I probably knew him. Um, and then... We started racing together probably when I was 17. He would have been 18. And then we started dating when I was 18. He was maybe 19. It's a long time. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think um, his name's David, right? David, yeah. I think I uh, sort of met him uh, watching the – I don't remember the name of the um, the place by the water, but yeah, watching the, the- – yeah, we the kettlebell step over workout with the the rope climbs. Yeah, um, what a workout! What did you think of that workout? 
Ah, uh, yeah. As soon as it came out, I think it came out on like, was it like Wednesday night or Thursday morning? And I messaged Briggs straight away and I was like, this is my workout. And she was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so I actually went and tested it. I was like, I'm going to test it because Thursday's my rest day. And she was like, McQueen, it's rest day. You don't need yeah. to test it today. And I was like, she she actually, te- it's, the exact test was, it's rest day, not test day. <laughs> and I, I messaged her back <laughs> an hour later. And I told her my time and she was like, you're a dick. And I was like, mm, yeah, no, but I was like, I was too excited and I had to try it. Um, so I actually died really bad in training. Um, like it hurt so bad, but it was just like, it was meant to be my rest day. Um, but yeah, I texted her and I remember saying, I can't wait for this workout. I'm going to crush it with a fresher body. And yeah. So yeah. That's, that's really cool you know, that you know yourself so well um, to know you'll crush it, especially against a, a group of extremely high-level competitors. Um, what what about that workout makes it your workout? Um, it's It was all one at the back end of the workout. Um, like, if you've seen how I went out, I went out very controlled. And then on the last three rope climbs, I was like, here we go. This is time to work. Um, I just know, like, my burpee cadence is typically – like one of the quickest in the world. Um, I've typically my best workouts have always been like a burpee workout, and then I knew as soon as I got to those deadlifts, like again, my deadlifts are one of the fastest in the world. And I was like, no, if anyone goes rep for rep with me, then they they deserve to win. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a. What did you think about those um boxes for the kettlebell stepovers? I mean, people were people were hurting themselves on like falling off the boxes, obviously, cause it's a little unstable whenever you've got a hundred pounds of kettlebells on your chest. Uh, yeah. So I, like I have obviously the soft boxes at home, not the exact ones, but I, I obviously assumed it was going to be the longer box. So I tested it on like the 30 inch length. So obviously it was still 36 inches wide, but um, I'd already had kind of tested or preempted the longer side. So I made sure that I did like the, step step turn and kind of like tried to replicate it at home and um, so i didn't find it too bad because i'd obviously trained it but if yeah. you were training it on a hard box and on the short side it would have been a big difference yeah that was i think you know i watched a couple people fall and the reason why they fell is because they had their foot on the edge of the box and it just kind of fold you know yeah. it just mushes down um did you see any of those falls? Annika Greer fell and Dallin, Dallin Pepper fell as well. Did you see Dallin, either of those? Uh, we actually made it back to the hotel for the guys' workout. So we were we were actually uh, sitting sitting eating food in bed and we seen him fall. We were like, shit. And they like replayed and played it again. We were like, what? Yeah. And the kettlebell fell on his chest too. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen his ankle. It's on his Instagram. Um, but he he – but like he had a pretty much a, a I don't want to say sprain. I, I'm not a doctor, but um, if you look at the pictures, it's pretty. He rolled it pretty bad, and so like and then it, he went on to get fifth, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, well, I um, actually um, I didn't didn't tell anyone. Obviously, me and Briggs and my coach knew, my my husband knew, but I uh, I rolled my ankle on the second pig flip. Uh, um, I actually just seen my physio yesterday, so I did the ligaments in my left ankle. Um, so wow. that's why my two worst finishes was the two squat finishes because I couldn't squat on my left leg. How so do, I couldn't. That's in the first workout too. First workout, it was the second pig flip. So the pig, 
uh, whenever I went to go up and like jerk it, um, you can see like the pig like falls on me, but I was my ankle rolled, and the oh. pig landed down on my chest, and my chest was black where it crushed me down. I see. I have to wear a different watch because it broke uh, my Garmin watch as well. So it, like smashed down so hard on me. Um, so what I don't wear watch and everything right now because I like smashed my watch and everything up. Wow, what a what a great start to the weekend. Oh, nailed it. Second pig flip. I was like, you are kidding me. I'm like, so, my whole ankle was black. My Achilles was black. And I was like, just, just walk it off. I was like, just yeah. walk home. <laughs> Did you feel that? Like, was that a challenge on the run? Um, the were... run didn't hurt. The only thing hurt was squats. Okay. Squats Probably just the weight. It just it like locked up. So the whole the whole side locked up. And um, but my physio, she assessed it yesterday. So the only thing I just I'm just gonna lunge for a couple of weeks now and just let the ligaments uh just heal. Um the only thing that's just putting stress on it is the, the squat. That's interesting. Um so let's talk about the weekend. I mean, going into it, what were your thoughts? Did you have ambitions for top ten, top five, top three, first place? Like what was your mindset going into Wadapalooza? Um, yeah, like I definitely, I definitely thought I could podium for sure. Um, whenever I seen like the first, the first few workouts released, I was really, really excited. Um, they were definitely good workouts for me. The, you know, the only real kind of poor workout for me was probably going to be like the swim. Um, typically like I'm petrified of water. I did the best I could <laughs> on that event. Um, but I knew there was enough time on the run to put in a hard run to, you know, see to pick up time. Um, I was disappointed, obviously, with my thruster and my overhead squat workout. Uh, they definitely, wow. um, they definitely were like a reflection of my like fitness. But um, I was squatting all on my right leg, so it was all like it was just damage control in those two uh, two two uh, workouts. But um, I knew then on day three again, it was going to be a good day for me. Yeah, you. I mean, you did extremely well, and you climbed to the top i think you were not on the podium until the last day right yeah wow um so your mindset going into the last day was what like leave it all out on the on the field i mean what like how do you get hyped up for a day like that um like i don't know i just like the the two workouts were fun that were released so it was just like well let's just go see what we can do and is what it is so like whenever bethany and ellie um got put out on the first heat in the on the sandbag workout i was like right just finish this workout yeah you dick don't try and race just be super safe let's just finish it and you know that's what i did and i looked oh the dog just fell (laughs) she tried to jump on my physio bed and like (laughs) backflip Um, she's embarrassed now um um yeah no so yeah they was just saying as soon as i knew they were out of the race um i knew they obviously couldn't get be in the top 10 so i was like right just finish this one and the last workout i knew all i had to do was finish within five places of bethany so when she got off the rig in front of me i was like that's fine i'll catch her on the devil's press as soon as i closed her into one rep i i looked both sides at halfway mark, there was me, Bethany, and another girl, and I was like, "We're sweet. Just stay behind her." Yeah, 
the sandbag workout, there was some debate and some, uh, you know, obviously cause it changed. Yeah. Um, and so what, what were your thoughts about, obviously it worked out for you, but, um, it could be debated. Some, some athletes didn't do it right. Some athletes got no rep. Um, did you see that at all? Um, so I seen Bethany's one. Yeah. Cause she was in the lane beside me. Um, I watched on replay because everyone said Danny Spiegel didn't put the bag down. So I didn't, I didn't know about that. So I, I watched it back on replay and I was like, Oh, flip. Um, so yeah, it was, it's kind of one of those things like those sprint workouts, like if everyone's not in the same wavelength, like mistakes are going to happen. Yeah. Especially they just changed the workout. So these judges weren't, they weren't well briefed, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So I don't think I don't think the workout needed change because the floor was perfectly dry. Um, it shouldn't have been changed, in my opinion. But a few of the male team athletes made a big scene, so they're obviously they're obviously a lot higher up than the rest of us. So they got <laughs> um, in my opinion, the shuttle run would have been in my advantage for sure. Um, yeah, it you know, and it's like can't cry over spilled milk it is what it is um and i think that's just a part of the ever-evolving sport of crossfit where you know it's of course i mean if i was a competitor i'd probably be i'd probably be pretty upset um well if i was a competitor that it didn't work in my favor i'd probably be pretty upset um but i'm not and so i don't really have too much opinions around it but as from a from a spectator and a professional in the sport it's like crossfit is still evolving and CrossFit is not football or soccer where you come and there's four quarters, the same rules apply every single play. It's constantly varied. (laughs) And so like, it's, it's this unique thing where, um, you know, unfortunately you have to be prepared for everything and that everything might be uh, somebody else not getting no rep for not putting the bag down and, and somebody else having enough, um, clout in the sport to change the workout, you know? Um, So it's, you know, it's, it makes it interesting, but obviously it doesn't work out in everybody's favor and that can be very unfortunate. But, um, speaking of, we talked a little bit about swimming. You said you're petrified of swimming. Um, but you got 12th at the games. I don't remember what you placed in the swim, uh, kayak workout. Yeah. Um, What, what are your, you know, for, for someone that's petrified of swimming, um, I would assume maybe you ended up drinking some water. How did you feel after the swim? Obviously, because there's some, some stuff. Coming yeah, out like me and so me and Briggs, like we were the only two athletes that took like a full can of Coke straight after the event just to try and like kill any like bacteria in our stomachs. Um, apparently, that's what all the, like the triathlon guys and stuff do. So, um, so yeah, as soon as the event was over, we just like had a can of Coke straight away in our bags, and we took that and like we were fine like to be honest but i did hear quite a lot of athletes were sick yeah wow um i've never heard about that i know that bgk b b kg yeah sorry sorry bkg um he does some charcoal stuff um yeah i don't i don't know about that either but tell me about this coke thing seems a lot easier than charcoal do you know any science behind that or are you just kind of going with briggs i have no clue i have no clue (laughs) like it's like a uk irish thing so Usually after anyone's in like the open water or anything like that, they always just take a can of Coke straight after because it's meant to like kill any bacteria in your stomach. I love Coca-Cola. I would love. I hate it. It makes me, I I drink it and I'm like, I'm going to be sick. 
Yeah, no, I mean, like these days, I don't, I don't drink soda um, much at all, ever, like ever. But uh, if I, do, but if I do, Coca Cola is so I can't drink a whole can; it like ruins my stomach. But yeah, um, Jeez, that's why it fixes our stomach if there's bacteria in it. Yeah, <laughs> like they always like the old myth is if you have a bad stomach or you're sick, drink flat Coke. Huh. So I don't know. Um, we didn't get sick, so I was happy enough. That's super interesting. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, there's a little bit of controversy there where, you know, there's a timeline to follow, right? There's like, that happened six months ago. Um, nothing has come out about it since Castro gets fired. Now it's coming out. Um, and obviously this is a hit on Castro's reputation potentially, but then I shared on my story a video of Castro on the Clydesdale podcast almost six months ago talking about the water and how the city officials came back and said it was actually fine. And then yesterday I interviewed Amanda Barnhart and she's a collegiate swimmer. And she said that swimming in, in open water with trace amounts of E. coli is pretty normal because you're supposed to just not drink the water, you know, cause you're yeah. supposed to be supposed to be good at swimming. Um, so there's a lot of kind of information out there to make a judgment. What are your thoughts on the, the, the situation in general? Um, well, like, I, like, even though, like, I'm not good at swimming and I'm petrified of swimming, I still work quite hard on my swimming. Um, so, like, I swim in a triathlon lake um, in, like, my hometown. Um, obviously, we can only really do it three months, four months of the year because of the weather. Um, but we were swimming in it the week before I flew out to America and me and my friend both got sick. Um, so we both had, like, a stomach bug. Um, and then literally like a week later, the lake was actually closed. So like, it's a public <clears throat> area. So like, I was like, I was quite glad it got closed, but like, it's, it's tested all the time. Um, we just, we didn't actually know it was closed when we swam. Um, oh, wow. but like, apparently it's in like, I'm in the group and stuff now where it lets you know all the information on the lake. Um, but like, I would, if you're not meant to be in somewhere, you shouldn't be in it. Sure. Like as soon as we got to we got to Madison, uh, we were trading a big day, and they were saying, "Yeah, the lake's been closed for this last few months. It's dangerous. The levels are too high." And me and Briggs were like, "Oh right, where could we swim then? That's safe." And they told us a place that was safe, and we swam there like for training. And um, but they were like, "There's no way the swim will not go ahead," and like we were even told like two days before by like one of the like fairly high up guys and he was like there's no way you guys are swimming it's far too dangerous wow um and so we were just like eh, we're not swimming we must just be gonna do like paddleboard or whatever and then it was like oh yeah you're swimming you're swimming a mile <laughs> like right <laughs> wow yeah i mean again i don't you know i don't necessarily have enough information to make a a, a judgment but i think um it's it was boston like it was what? Like the water. Like I've never swam at anything so dirty in my life. Oh, yeah. Well, I've heard. I mean, even the years past, like people have complained um, about the the state of the water um, being oh, gross. And stuff like the lake we swam in in Madison. Um, so it's just like, oh, I can't remember where it is. It's like Fisherman's Park or something like that. So quite a lot of the athletes were ended up there. Like it was it was gorgeous. Like it yeah, was, it's on the it, other side. Yeah. on the other side of the city yeah so it was gorgeous and um, but where we swam that was not nice that's weird um yeah i don't know i don't know about that 
uh, situation, but, um, do you set goals? Like it's, you know, it's the new year. Are you a goal setter? Uh, yeah, for sure. What are, um, a couple of goals you've set? Um, like, yeah, my goal remains the same as last year. Like I want to, my, my ultimate goal is to be inside that top 10 at the CrossFit games. Um, I did read maybe like an interview with, with you like a year or two ago, um, where you said you might have started too late to, to truly be the best in the world. Um, but your goal is top 10. Do you really believe that? Or is there a piece of you that thinks like you can podium? Uh, I mean, you train with Sam Briggs, you know, yeah. so like age is, age is a serious thing. I mean, I know I'm turning 32 soon. Like my, my elbows and everything don't feel as good as they did five years ago, but, um, but do you really believe that you can't podium or like is, is top 10 the next thing? And then you get top 10 and you're like, now I'm going to start talking about top three. Like, what is that uh, like? No, like I think a few <laughs> years ago I was, my body wasn't as healthy as it is now. Okay. So my body's a lot healthier now than it's ever been. Um, <clears throat> I kind of came, came into the sport, <clears throat> obviously like when we all did, um, and probably like the coaching wasn't as, not as not gonna say as good, but maybe not as like experienced. And I probably did too much CrossFit at the start and not enough like of the accessory side. Um and now I have learned that the accessories is the main piece of training and CrossFit is actually like this much of it. Um so yeah, my body feels healthy now. A few years ago I wasn't in a good place. Like I I probably needed physio every single day if if I could have got physio every day. Um but now, like, I feel good. I feel healthy. I feel a lot younger than I did a few years ago. So, um, no, I don't. I don't think I started too late. I just was. I didn't train smart enough at the start. Would probably be a better phrase. Love to hear it. Um, I'm a goal setter as well. I try not to let something. I mean, well, I personally know that a goal like that is unrealistic just because of how my body works. But I love to hear that you're more. Um, enthusiastic about your longevity in the sport i'd like to i'd like to see it um so top 10 in the games this year what else do you what other kind of goals do you have um obviously like uh like with even within like the european uh like the sanctional like i, I would love to now to try and uh repeat last year and i'd love to try and stand on top of the podium again at the european region um it was pretty cool, obviously, winning the Lowlands last year to qualify for the game. So um, I would love to try and try and do the same now in person. Um, I think that would be pretty cool, um, like, to start to the, the game season as well. Do you have goals outside of CrossFit? Um, Like, I've got, like, business goals, like, in terms of, like, uh, my, my, like, online programming. Um, I had one athlete at the games this year in the 35 division. Um, he finished seventh in the world, so awesome. uh, I believe I could. If well, it's crap how like this. It's down to ten. <clears throat> um, I had like two athletes just on the bubble. Uh, last year, um, one placing like twenty second, one placing twenty first. Um, so obviously the goal was to have like the push for three athletes this year. Um, to the game, so um, I do believe they're more than capable of top ten. It's just you know, it's always how the workouts fall, how the judging falls, the process being online is, it's an added stress. They're all gym owners. So yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, do you think assuming 
you're going to retire at some point in your life, do you think you'll go into coaching or what does post games training look like for, for you? Uh, yeah. So at the minute, I'm um, just like, um, just before Christmas, we got a uh, plan, planning permission and stuff for a new facility. Um, so I'm building a training facility at my house. Um, so the plan will be to, that will be for all my athletes to progress uh, within the sport. So if anyone wants to come, say, instead of doing it in their gym, I'm going to be affiliating it. It's not going to be an open CrossFit affiliate. It's just going to be for, like, my, my athletes to come and do the wads. Um, so, like, because they're all uh, affiliate owners, if they wanted to come just for the weekend, take the stress away and not have to worry about running a gym and talking to members, they could come to mine, hang out, have the best equipment in the world on hand, and just do the workouts and have a little less stress. Um, obviously in Northern Ireland, it's cold in the winter around the open. So it's going to be heated. It's going to, and it's just going to be a lot nicer to be in than the cold CrossFit gyms in, in yeah. Ireland. That's really exciting. Um, I love that. I, I mean, <clears throat> I love these training camps that are continuing to pop up. I mean, I think it just like further legitimizes the, the future of the sport and you know like you mentioned even coaching and training in the sport has changed a lot over the past five to ten years so the more well-rounded the coaching and training gets for athletes in the sport then the more legitimate the sport will be long term yeah um so that's that's really cool do you have a um a hero or heroes even before crossfit like someone you look up to um Probably maybe not as much before CrossFit, um, but like from when I first started CrossFit, like the person I looked up to and the reason I started CrossFit was because of Sam Briggs. So um, probably like her for sure. And that's, I mean, you weren't friends with her in the beginning, but you became friends with her, right? Yeah. So basically like I kind of like found CrossFit, like kind of the year, the year she won, like we seen it watch something on that, uh, like YouTube or whatever it was um and then it would have been massively all shared around facebook and about this uk athlete winning and i was like holy crap if a uk girl can do it an irish girl can do it yeah. uh, um i ended up it was just shortly after i'd came back from my acl repair i think it was only maybe five months because i was just starting to squat again um she put up that she was doing a training camp in manchester and i was like i have to go to this this is like this is the best thing ever. So I flew over. I did like a three-day training camp or two-day training camp at her gym in Manchester. And like, obviously, she still didn't have a clue who I was because like I was no one. I still couldn't do a pull-up. Um, yeah. So yeah, still didn't have pull-ups, still didn't have muscle-ups. But I remember like I definitely like, she'll probably never remember this, but I remember like I did, we did Grace or Isabel, I think it was. And like, I did a pretty good time. Um, just like 30 cleaning jerks for time. And I do remember she kind of looked as if, and I, <laughs> that and I was like, yeah, kind of thing. I wasn't yeah. fit, like, I, but I just remember I was like that mug strength at that, you know, just when you start. And yeah. you get a couple lucky ones in, a couple, yeah, like... for sure. There's always going to be one or two workouts you're, you can, you're good at. And then obviously nothing happened 14, 15, and then 2016. Um, I had shoulder surgery um, on my right shoulder and then it was after the CrossFit Games 2016 I, I literally got 
like a DM from Sam Briggs. I was like, oh, what the frick? And she just messaged me. She was like, I seen you rehabbed your shoulder really well. Um, who who did your surgery? And then I got her in contact with my physiotherapist and my surgeon. I was like, if you want, um, I'll collect you at the airport. Come say at mine. I'll take you. And basically, yeah, we've been mates ever since. That's awesome. That's so really have- cool. Yeah, how that all came full circle. Yeah. Your um, what did you have surgery on your shoulder for? Oh, I wrecked it. Uh, what was it? Rotator cuff, bicep tendon, humeral head, and uh, labrum. Did you do that right away, or did you try to PT it and just like finally? So, the reckon like the humeral head, so the back of the shoulder was done like from like an old quad back injury. Um, I remember I fell off once and a quad landed on my shoulder. Um, so I remember that trauma, but obviously just being like quad racing, you're just like painkillers crack on off you go and uh, there's no such thing as going to physio back then yeah um so then i remember obviously being like you could imagine like a cyclist shoulders rounded forward that's how like cold bikers are and then you're trying to open it up and snatch um so my mobility and stuff wasn't good from the start um but i just tried to force it straight away and mm-hmm. i ended up i actually did something we don't know what but i remember on the Tuesday before the 2016 Open started, um, on that Friday, I PB'd my power snatch. And I remember, like, just something went like, and I, nothing happened at the time. I it was fine. And then I was, like, warming up for split jerks. And I went to, like, press an empty bar. And, like, from my neck down to my lap, just went, like, lock solid. I couldn't even move. Like, my partner, like, David at the time, had to drive to the gym and collect me because like my arm everything like from here down just went locked down so went straight to my physio worked with her tuesday wednesday thursday and on the friday um we got through the open um that year and then it was overhead squat workout of 2016 regionals i couldn't i like i reckon that's when the rest of the shoulder just let go um because my physio had my surgery already pre-booked for me on the thursday post-regionals so wow she obviously knew i knew something was wrong but she never said what was wrong until like the monday after regionals. she's like yeah so you're going for shoulder surgery on thursday i was like okay oh wow um yeah i uh so i this last year's open you know 2021 um tore my labrum bicep tendon and infraspinatus okay uh, in my right shoulder kind of same same story like i come from bodybuilding and powerlifting and so like a, a lot of chest dominance no mobility um so transitioning into crossfit trying to do gymnastics trying to do snatching um just pushing it and being strong so trying to push the weights yeah uh just was a recipe for disaster and that gymnastics workout in the open the third week just wrecked my shoulder and you know 30 toes to bar 30 chest to bar 30 muscle ups um with a clean and jerk and the next day i was like oh man i'm done and uh but i am stubborn and have not gotten surgery but i got stem cell two two rounds of like the amniotic and the um the whatever the regular stem cell is and prp yeah so uh things are looking up but i'm still like very cautious of you know, my shoulder and thinking like, maybe, maybe I will get it at some point, but, um, 
I just don't want to do the rehab, obviously. <laughs> what was your rehab like? How long did that take? Uh, mine was terrible. Um, I had a lot of complications because obviously the bicep tendon isn't meant to be like, like I don't know. If it's, I'm not going to like try and pretend I know, but I just remember like my physio saying like typically if the bicep tendon goes, they don't repair it, they repair the rest of the shoulder. But because obviously we're doing the sport of CrossFit, um, they, they had to repair it. So they sewed it so tightly. So I kept getting like a frozen shoulder at the start um so for me to get like full range internal external was a nightmare so every time like i got range then i would go to sleep wake up the next morning and i had no range so i had i had a pretty shit rehab it took me like um probably took me about six months to get back doing everything and then it probably didn't take me for nearly two years to get back to where I was strength-wise pre-surgery. Got it. That's a oh. that's a long time in the in the sport of CrossFit to take off. Yeah, uh, it wasn't like I I still competed, but I just was competing very like subpar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm already super subpar, so I'm like if I do, <laughs> if I do shoulder surgery, that it's like sub sub subpar. No, it's um, like. Like I just had a bad a bad shoulder surgery. Like my training partner, like uh, Michael Smith, he had he had uh, a shoulder operation, and he's back to full health, full fitness in under twelve weeks. Oh wow! You know, so that's like crazy. I just had complications. That's all. Like that that might not happen to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but hopefully. I just yeah, I just had like my rehab. The the actual surgery went perfect. Everything went perfect, but I just yeah just kept yeah. getting frozen shoulder it was just one of those things that happens well it looks looks like looks good now so that's great news yeah um what is your uh kind of transitioning back here it's kind of random what's your earliest memory um in life childhood Flip. i will not say uh, <laughs> i don't even know um all right did you have a nickname going up um, well, it was more my dad called me Big M. <laughs> okay, why did he call you that? I don't know. It was just um, Ellie wants to come and say hi. Um, I don't know. He always just called me Big M as a kid. I have no clue. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't that big, but well, maybe I was a wee bit chunky. But like, <laughs> yeah, it was just Big M. And then uh, I think somebody Wee Beast or something like that. Wee I think Beast, I read- yeah. I wanted to make sure that um, we covered that. If that was the only thing I d- I contributed was the Wee Beast nickname, and I I was gonna take a guess and think maybe Sam gave you that nickname. Um, but I have no clue. I just would be a guess. It was either Briggsy or it was one of the guys uh, Barry Mares that used to train with me. I think I think it was him. So it was one okay. of the UK guys. Um, I- used to always call me Wee Beast. And I kind haven't of, heard it until, honestly, Wadapalooza when I think Sam shared something on social and it was like, the Wee Beast. And I was like, that's a great, <laughs> great nickname. Yeah, so the Wee Beast kind of came about in like, I think it was as early as maybe 2015, 2016. So it did. So it's 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 kind of oh, definitely cool. like an Irish UK thing that everyone knows about Wee Beast. Um, but I think that that's the first time it's kind of gone state side. <laughs> Seems fitting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do you uh sure. <laughs> thank you alex 
Um, what were what was school like for you? Did you like school? And no, I absolutely hated school. <laughs> um, all I did, I absolutely loved PE, and that was it. That's funny. Outside of PD, PE, I didn't want to do anything. Do they still have PE in Ireland for kids? Yeah. I don't. A lot of schools um, don't have that anymore. Um, in the states, which is very sad. But uh, what was so? Did you did you go to college or did you finish high school and go into quad racing? Uh, so like, um, as soon as I finished uh, high school, I started college. I hated it, and I dropped out within the first six months. Went and got my PT course. A personal training course and just got stuck straight into a gym because that's all I wanted to do. What got you into fitness? Um, I like I think so I was whenever I was playing a uh, Gaelic, we did like our off season in um a local like global gym. So it was just like a circuits class. So um I was only like fourteen in there. So like we had to like beg the instructor because usually you're not allowed into like a gym back then you know until you're like 18 um but they they let me go anyway to the circuits and then whenever i was 15 we were doing like our uh i don't know what it's called now you have to your work experience and i asked the gym owner kind of work experience in the gym she was like yeah sure and so yeah from 15 so she gave me then like she used to supervise from like above uh, like in a balcony and let me take the circuits class at like 16 um so yeah i've basically been in a gym working from i was like 15 years old that's awesome yeah so i just i just loved health and fitness from a young age and whenever i seen what she was doing i was like i want to do that i want to help people and yeah that's all i've ever done i don't really know anything else i i can empathize um what got you into crossfit like what was that moment where you like how did you get introduced to it um what was your first workout i don't know my first workout but i remember i was in carlsbad um over in the us and i was in a global gym doing back squats um and i looked in across the like gymnasium and like girls were doing pull-ups and stuff and i was like what is this madness um and i like walked into the gymnasium and i was like can i do this and the lady was like this is like an extra fee and i was like that's fine i want to do it yeah. <laughs> it was like um there's another class at like 6 30 or something like the next morning if you want to come like come on over and i was like sweet i'll see you there and like i can't remember i think we did like power cleans um and then there was a workout with like burpees, power cleans and running. Um, and I absolutely spanked everyone because like I was like relatively fit back then. Yeah. Um, and then went the next day and there was pull-ups and ring dips and I couldn't do them. I was so pissed off. I yeah, like, humbled. I was like, what is going on? Why can all these girls do these? And I can't. And I was like furious. Um, and then as soon as we got home to Ireland, I was like, I need to find crossfit here so it took me about took me a few months to kind of like find it and then yeah once i found it, it was like i was hooked yeah it's all she wrote <laughs> um who's your favorite i would assume briggs is the answer to this question so as, aside from briggs who's your favorite crossfit athlete to compete with or against um i think like everyone's awesome to compete against like you don't really notice any particular person on the floor but 
Um, I do remember like like idolizing obviously Kristen Holt um at the time. Um I went to watch her, I think it was in 2014. It used to be called uh Battle of London. And that's kind of where that was kind of like her breakthrough competition. Like she went and absolutely demolished everyone. She won like 75 or 80 percent of the workouts and like everyone was like who is yeah. this girl um and like that was a pretty cool like it was pretty cool like to have witnessed that and then obviously to have competed alongside her and then obviously you know to see her like you know retire as well from the sport like and being at Waterpalooza and chatting to her and like you know she probably doesn't know like that she inspired so many people and um, but she definitely has like that's really cool. What is um in your lifetime like? What's the toughest thing you've ever had to go through? Um, like my like partner had a bad bad crash in like 2012-2013. He got paralyzed. Um, so that was pretty pretty hard to well life changing. Life sure. Um, how did that did the did the quad fall on him or like flip? Uh, yeah, so we were racing together, um, and it was probably one of the only times he got a bad start. I was in front of him, and I knew he was coming coming up through, and I was like just waiting for him, like because if he came, would have looked over my shoulder, be like, "Go on there," <laughs> uh, kind of thing. And I was kind of like waiting for him to come up through, and the next thing, a red flag comes out, and I looked around, and David wasn't there. I was like, "Oh no." Um, but yeah, the quad just like catapulted, landed on his back, and um, dislocated his vertebrae. So, wow. Yeah. Do you do you think? Um, how do you think experiences like that affect uh, like our ability to to deal with life? I think you know, for example, when people don't deal with hard things, um, life can be very challenging. Yeah, uh, I just think they... like it makes you appreciate appreciate what you have a lot more. You know, like a lot of people like a lot of people think they're hard done by and you're just like yeah come on catch yourself on like try and go through something actually really really hard in your life and kind of come through the other side of it and then let's have a wee chat um i think like sometimes people just need like to like just really think you know and maybe not just think i've had a shit day at work that's the end of the world it's like yeah here maybe you're still doing your dream job you don't realize you're doing it yeah yeah, there's yeah. certainly. So yeah, things. I just think yeah, sometimes you just you definitely appreciate what you have a lot more whenever something like that's happened, and so many things are taken away from you that you know will never will never happen again. Um, so we things happen, you definitely just you just appreciate you know what you have and a lot more. Yeah, what what about being a CrossFit athlete? What do you think is the toughest thing about being a professional CrossFit athlete? Um. I say just probably like, you know, obviously like, you know, training can be going like absolutely fantastic for two three months. She'll get one, maybe like a nail, a cold, or something that just holds you back for a week, and um, it nearly feels like you've just had to like hit the restart button again. Um, so it's never just it's never just the perfect steady graph that people always think about, and I would say probably. Uh, probably not enough athletes would talk about like the downside and I'm probably one of those ones too like I didn't tell anyone to hurt my ankle because you don't want to like show weakness or whatever on the competition yeah. floor um but probably a lot of people 
see one side and they see the cool things on Instagram, but they don't see the hours of mobility, the food prep, the 10 hours that you have to put aside every night to sleep and make sure you're fueling for the next day. The, you know, the, not, not sacrifices, but the decisions to not go out, you know, on a late night, etc. So it's like, it's more just like the, the choices you have to make every day to be better day on, yeah. week on, month on. Um, we talked about Holta for a second. She just did teams. And have you seen Aaron, any Thor's daughter is doing teams next year with uh, Tola, Khan, and who's the girl? Oh, um, Lauren Fisher. Um, do you think you'll ever go teams? Um, Annie actually approached me like uh, about that team. Um, so she did um, just after the games. So I knew this was coming for quite a while. Um, but yeah, no, I... Not yet. For me, it's not. I'm not there yet, for sure. Right. Um, and that's what I said, Danny. I was like, I'm just not there yet. Um, but I think probably as the time comes, I would definitely like to have an Irish team to the games because I think that would be really cool. And um, we've got lots of really good Irish guys. Um, we're just probably um, a couple of years behind on the girls. But again, I think that will come. That's cool. What do you think about that team? That's a very interesting team. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, obviously, Tola is so strong. He's a powerhouse. Khan is ridiculous. Like, he can go so dark. And obviously, like, Lauren is, like, well-rounded athlete. And then Annie is, she's so well-rounded. Obviously, she proved it, uh, like, yeah. last year. She's she's just incredible. She's got no weaknesses. So, um, I think they're definitely going to contend for that podium, for sure. That's going to be really exciting to watch. I think it's awesome. I think it's cool. Like, it's, I think, like, it's needed to happen for sure. Yeah, it's about time to have some more more challenging contenders in the. I think the so. Yeah, spot. I think it's awesome. Um, so I mentioned in the beginning of the show, we've got some rapid fire questions, and then we've got some deeper questions. So I'll do a little mix here before we uh, close it down. If you could put anything on a big blank billboard that would overlook the busiest intersection that you know of, what would the billboard say? Oh, I don't know, Kelly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, all right, moving on. If you think of something, let me know. Uh, are you summer or winter? Oh, I love summer, I love the heat. Yeah, that's weird because it's very cold in Ireland most of the time, right? Oh, I just love to get away to the heat, should I say? <laughs> <laughs> Um, beach or mountains? Uh, ooh. I'm just going to say beach because it's just, we don't get to them that often. Yeah, true. If you could talk to, if you could talk to all animals or understand all languages, which one would you choose? Oh, I would, I just, I want to know what my dog's thinking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how much of your success, uh, or generally how much of success in CrossFit do you think is attributed to hard work and genetics? Like if you were to give a percentage to one or the other, what do you think that percentage would be? Um, probably 80% hard work and 20% genetics. Love it. Uh, it's always interesting because everyone's feedback is, is typically, um, d slightly different. So, uh, how do you want people to remember you? 
Um, I think I'm probably like I. I definitely came into like a few people like uh, my that know me that when I first started CrossFit, um, like messaged me like straight after Water Blues, and they were like, "Mate." Like I seen you on day one, <laughs> like what you've done is incredible. Like, like I, I legitimately like. There's rumors going about that I got my first muscle up my first session, and I learned all the skills on day one, which is rubbish. Um, like I literally couldn't put my two arms above my head when I first started, and I walked on my tippy toes because my calves were so tight, my heels didn't touch the ground. Um, so it is, it is through hard work that. I've worked on my mobility and I've worked on the skills and I've probably over trained to get the skills. Um, so I think like, I genuinely do believe like anyone can do it if they choose to do it. So I would just love to be known for like, just for hard work does actually pay off kind of thing. Like the Matt Fraser kind of thing. Like, um, and it is true. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, Emma, thanks for taking the time to jump on the show, uh, especially coming back from traveling and all the things from Wadapalooza. Again, congratulations on your first place win at Wadapalooza. It was a pleasure to watch you compete. I can't wait to see what you do this year. Thank you.